Not breaking news. Last week's geek news through the lens of three friends with opinions, theories, and fan castings. This is Geek Speak last week. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Geek Speak Last Week. This is Ed. This is Tone. This is Brian. We are here to talk about all the geeky stuff that has happened in the last couple of weeks as we took last week off for the holiday. I uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you prefer to celebrate. How about you guys? You guys had good ones? Yes, I did. Yes, yes a good one. Santa was hope very good. Happy New Year also. Yes, and a Happy New Year. Uh, and a Happy New Year. Today is the second as we're recording, so very Happy New Year to everyone. Um, so this week's going to be a little bit different. We're just going to go through what we usually talk about, uh, but at the end of the episode, we're going to get into our top five favorites of the year of 2022. So we'll get into that in a bit, but first uh, we want to go through what we've seen over the last week or so. So I'll go to you first, Brian. What do you what you been up to? Uh <laughs> hold on a second. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, Yo, if you really forgot everything, that would have been better. <laughs> I just I just I just gave I just gave Ed like two more stress lines and like like a whole other stripe of gray hair. He's a little bit just my man aged by like five years just for me. Like I fucking hate you. Why do you gotta do it? Um, no, but see, and I'm the oldest person on here, and like I don't understand how everybody just always seems to be just like I just make y'all old. I'm sorry, but um, we didn't do we didn't I didn't do too much of anything. We watched our normal stuff. Um, we watched um, Jingle Jangle for Christmas, and then I pretty much. Watched uh, some anime throughout the week for myself, played video games, and uh, that was it until the weekend. And then we got into uh, something that we're all going to talk about later, but I got into The Glass Onion with uh, Jacinda, and uh, we were a, we had a ball with that. Um, yeah, My Hero Academia had a... a break so there was no episodes of that to watch so we finished chainsaw man and that was fucking crazy um that show is so much fun mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's just yeah I'll, I'll i'll yeah i'll be coming back to that later but um other than that that was really it um i was playing some giga bash and some um ghostbusters spirits unleashed and that was it i didn't really get into oh that's a lot i started andor Oh, oh. I finally started Ander, so I'm about halfway through that. So that's so that's far. pretty yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. I'm not gonna say anything because you guys have pretty much said everything about it. There's not much for me to say about it. Other pretty damn good. Like that. It's, it's pretty damn good. good. It's pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty damn, damn good. good. Mm-hmm. So I had just had a week of relaxing and like i didn't do too much of anything like i find something and i put it on it was mostly something that i had already watched so that was pretty much it 
scrolling through stuff on Netflix and then Andor. That was it. All right. What about you, Ed? What'd you get into? Uh, well, I did Ed. watch a bunch of like leading up to Christmas. Then we watched on Christmas Day. We watched a couple of Christmas movies. Nothing new, so I won't get into all that. But uh, this week I did watch two things. Uh, the one was Amsterdam, which is on HBO Max. It has been on there for uh, probably like a month now, and I've been putting it off just because I have no clue what the hell it was about. I saw the trailer for it when it was coming out to theaters, and I remember just thinking, like, I like David O. Russell. He's a good director. I've liked probably 50% of the movies he's made so far. And he's back with Christian Bale in the lead role. This time he's got Margot Robbie, who I love, and it's got um, John Washington, who I love. I'm like, okay, with the cast and the and the director, I'm hoping that it will be good. Although it seems very, I don't know, just it, there was no real plot points that were revealed during the trailer or anything for me to kind of be looking forward to. That being said, this movie was a slog. It was not good at all. Um, oh, that sounds great. It was... I couldn't even tell. I mean, it's basically it's about three people who through World War One become friends, spend some time in Amsterdam, being becoming friends, having a good time, and then go back to the States through various, you know, misadventures and end up being embroiled in like a communist slash Nazi like Nazi party is trying to take over the United States. It was it was a fucking mess of a movie. It was, it was great. That's what you're saying, right? No, no, I'm saying it was real bad, real bad. I mean, even the people who I, I like the actors, Christian Bale was like phoning it in, I felt. Um, Margot Robbie, who I usually love, she had zero charisma. Same thing with John David Washington. They had no chemistry. Wow. Her character and his character, John David Washington and Margot Robbie's characters, they are supposedly like in love. You couldn't tell. I mean, there was no chemistry. It was it was a badass. A bad, All right, not a badass movie. The question on everyone's mind. You said it was a badass movie. Better or worse than uh, Let There Be Carnage? Definitely. No, 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 no. How was Taylor Swift? Uh, she was very good in the very limited role that she had, and then she got <laughs> off under a fucking car, which was that actually was the most surprising and entertaining part of the movie to me. Um, because I didn't first, I didn't even know she was in it, and then she's in it in this brief scene, and then they just like chuck her in front of a fucking car, and she gets ran over on screen. It's damn, that was the coolest part. Um, but yeah, it's just a real fucking bad movie. Rami Malek's in it. He's fucking terrible. There's, there's a lot of people in this movie. Heroes in it. He's fucking terrible. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Like, um, looking at this cast list, you'd be like, this is probably one of the best movies ever made. Right, exactly. And this is the guy that made Silver Linings play, playbook. Yeah, he's I, made oh, his... American Hustle, which I love. His filmography's all over the place, because he's done, like, Three Kings, The Fight. Like, it's all yeah, over I the love place. Too. I, I love that, too. And The Fighter, I love. Um, yeah, a few of the movies that, that were like kind of misses for me. I can't remember them off the top of my head. And I watched them. I was like, eh, it was okay. It was fine. 
But this was by far his worst movie, in my opinion, that I've seen at least. Bad. I would say skip this at all costs. It's fucking terrible. Um, but something I did watch that was very good. Uh, also on HBO Max, it's available. It's Adult Swim's Yule Log. And um... it was like this secret um, movie that they kind of slipped in under the guise of one of those Yule Log videos that you put on during the holidays for ambiance. And it starts out very much like that for the first five, six minutes. And then all of a sudden you start hear, hearing like people in the room, they're talking, it's a cleaning woman. And I don't even want to give away what happens in it because it's shit just evolves from there and gets super fucking weird. Like it has a really good premise. And then midway through, it's just nightmare fuel. It's insane. <laughs> So the perfect Yule log to put on in the background while you're unwrapping oh, gifts yeah. and everything. Well, me maybe, not forever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was very, very entertaining, surreal, like very surreal, very Lynchian at points, um, and then just kind of devolves into just like craziness. It's just it's a crazy ass movie, but I highly recommend anybody who likes that Adult Swim content, um, like Too Many Cooks and stuff like that um you'll definitely love this and i did and I, I thought it was very very entertaining so those were the two things that i watched over the last week or so um but i also watched the glass onion which we will discuss at length once uh once we talk to you so what about you tone what did you get into um uh, got into a bunch of stuff like you guys uh did the usual stuff that i watch around christmas like i watch black christmas that's always my christmas movie <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but I added to that, uh, the new movie Christmas, bloody Christmas. How was that? It was, it was something that, that good, <laughs> it was, huh? It was fun though. Like, even though like I didn't care about any of these people or anything, it was just fun. Like, cause it's an absurd premise to begin with a uh, animatronic Santa goes haywire because so in the movie, this robot was a military robot that they made into a mall Santa for some reason. <laughs> so at like on right Christmas, there, you, that right there, I'm, yeah, I'm, like I'm on down. Christmas Eve, it goes and like goes back to its old programming and just starts starts killing people in this town. It, but what like got me, like it started with like those old commercials, mm-hmm. and I was like, yep. I'm I'm a hundred percent and I don't care how the rest of this movie goes like that right there. And then like the fact that it's like absurd, like the premise is already absurd. So, you know, you're not getting like, yeah, like a tier, like acting and everything. Like this is, this is B horror at its best. Like it was so much fun. Like just like the crazy ways these people get killed. And like, then like, there's a point where it's just like, the skin's off like it's just a robot showing <laughs> like uh, oh then so at that point uh, it's the terminator yeah it, it it was a lot of fun though um besides that i did finally get to watch top gun maverick yeah i need to do that now that that's on. that that that's that's a good movie that's a fun movie it is that's it is. that's a good movie especially like i think when i talked to you guys about it when i first saw it like the first one I have no real reverence for. I think it's a fine movie. It's okay. But this one is so much better. And 
like just has a better plot, better acting, better characters, in my opinion. And for Conley's in it, she's still hot. Funny shit, and she's in it. Um, but Glenn Powell stole that movie for me. I thought he was- I, I like him a lot. I I liked Miles Teller in this movie. I always like Miles Teller as well, but yeah. Um, like he it's crazy because he looked uh like goose <laughs> so he really much. He looks just like Anthony Edwards. So yeah. much. Um I actually like Tom Cruise in this. Like, I liked him as Maverick. Um, This, I just thought the movie was good. Like, it, and it was a good, especially, like, as a companion piece to the original. Like, if you've seen the original and you're watching this, you you get everything. But you don't have to see the original. Right. Um, The fucking fighter scenes in this, so fucking good. (laughs) It really is. Um. It's amazing that movie. Yeah, I like I like the cast like all around. I thought everyone was good. I like the little homages they had to the original. Like instead of them playing volleyball, they were playing football on the beach and everything. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was good. Um, besides that, I did start watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Finally started getting into that. That's... Wait, wait, like just started? Yeah. Oh shit. Just started. I'm you're gonna have already, some, I, me and you're gonna have some talking to do because I'm already I'm like season I'm, and I'm in I'm in I'm, I'm on halfway season, through Stark Dust Crusaders, which is part three. Yeah, season I'm two, like, but it's it's technically part three of the JoJo saga. This yeah, is the third JoJo. Great grandson, right? Yeah, uh the Japanese grandson. Jotaro. Jotaro Kujo. Yeah, I'm uh, oh damn, you caught up to me real quick. Um yeah, I actually start watching that again. Uh, I like it. It's a lot of fun, and I really like this season because Jotaro is voiced by Matthew Mercer, who is one of my favorite voice actors. Good um, grief! Yeah, uh, I I like the show a lot. I kind of am sad they switched power sets between part two and three. The stands are cool and all, but I really like the Hamon and like the actual just. Just like actual fist fighting and everything that they were doing back then. Yeah, but trust um, me, you're you're you're. Oh I no, I know the same thing. But it, I know like, there's gonna get more. But like, as trust me, as soon as you hear, as soon as you just start hearing the. Oh no, I've heard it. I've heard it. But it's like even then, like the the My stands man just starts fighting, going to town on shit. The stands they're fighting are like they're trying to have they have to outsmart them more than and figure out how to beat them more than actually like. I, I want the fighting again because the fighting was looked so good, and I know yeah. that we're gonna get it eventually. Yeah, but it's basically to show that jo, that that Jotaro is is still brilliant. He's like and yeah, he's like just all the much, other Joe stars. He's it's just, just as much like his grandfather. Yes, who, I think he's a was, tactical genius. Like he was very smart. Um, I like the side characters too. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna keep uh with that. And something that I'll be get a little bit more in depth later. I did start playing God of War Ragnarok. Oh boy! And that game is so fucking good. Boy, <laughs> is so good. Question: So, mm-hmm. if that had come out at the same time as Elden Ring, what do you think would have happened? I think it, they're two com- like. I know they're very different games. They're very different. Like even with this game, I can see myself going through it and then like doing some extra stuff. I will not put even close to as much time as I put into. Well, Elden yeah, no, because there's that shit is huge. And that's a thing like 
even if this would have came out and like i still think elden ring is like elden ring was a cultural phenomenon whereas god of war not as much like it's great and it does some really cool shit but it's that's just about the story and like the gameplay is good and all but it's mostly about the story and what they're doing where elden ring you are kind of the character Mm -hmm. and I'll, i'll get into it more later but the other thing i did was i also watched glass onion so we can get into that now yeah so so better than amsterdam absolutely similar thing like a lot of Uh, well no i mean just that it's an ensemble cast ensemble cast yes and Um, just done way better absolutely better like this I, I I always say the guy's name wrong because it's spelled weird, but it's Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. This dude, I know he's he takes a lot of time writing these things, but they're so well done. This movie was so well written. Besides the the fact that the cast was amazing. Oh yeah. The story that he wrote was so fucking good. And I I love Ryan Johnson as a director, and like. Like mystery thriller, it's very hard to do that. Yes, he's and and the thing that makes like what you're saying so important is that the mysteries, all mysteries, thriller movies like these hinge on your characters and how you feel about them as you're watching them. And for both of these movies, the original Knives Out and Glass Onion, he has just given us these charming assholes, or for better for a better term of words shitheads yeah. um that like you know are are bad people but when they're on screen you're still smiling because like they're enjoyable to watch they're absolute train wrecks but they are enjoyable to fucking watch yeah. and it's just so good that he was able to do he you know the fact that he was able to do that twice with completely different ensemble casts. Oh, he's he's done and it before too. Ensemble. That's the thing. Like Ryan Johnson's been doing this since he started. Like if you've seen Brick, yeah, yep, yep, he's done this for a long time. <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. Yep. I thought I thought this movie was exceptionally well acted. Really. Oh really yeah. Shot. I absolutely love Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Great. He's great. And okay, he's so good. I always loved the character, but they made him like 50 times better with like all the little background stuff that they give on him. And like, yeah. just like the fact that he like, he can't play mystery games because it's not real. That life. was like, that, that like, scene, that, like, like him the, playing among us. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was so funny. And then also, when he's talking about Angela Clue. Lansbury yeah. and Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, holy crap. He must have done this a bit ago because both of them have since. Well, played. I mean, if the it, the movie itself took place in 2020, so yeah, that's probably. Um, but yeah, then when he was talking about Clue and he was talking about how that's such a bad game, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's so funny. Um, I also like that we got to see Hugh Grant in there and that yes. cameo. That was, that was a fun little cameo as his yeah. partner, like, like Ethan Hawke. Like, oh, okay, another yeah. tiny little cameo. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, man, this is his year, dude. 
Ethan Hawke was so funny in that. Like, as soon as I was like, why would they even give him this role? Like, I understand that that's his friend, but like, what what is he? Why is he? And then he said, "You're good." And yeah. I was like, that's, that, that's why. <laughs> I was like, as like as soon as the way he said, it, he's like, uh, "You're good." I was like, yeah, no, that was that was it. That was that line right there. That line delivery is why and he I has mean, that part. Like, there's a lot of other. Like cameos, the Jeremy Renner hot sauce, yeah, yeah. Jared yes. Leto's kombucha, like yes, all that shit. Like oh, was... uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the voice of the the hourly dong. <laughs> oh, absolutely him! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was it, it came up in the um credits. I was like, stop it. That's funny. Yeah, that makes sense because him and Ryan Johnson, they've like he's been in almost everything that Ryan Johnson makes. Like he was in Brick and he Looper, made Looper for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd actually like to see him like be in one of these Benoit Blanc movies proper. Oh, I'm sure he will. And yeah. And, but the thing is, so I'm watching this and I'm, I know we've had discussion before of like a crossover between Poirot and Benoit Blanc and how they could do it. They just need to figure out a crime that has taken like, that's been across time and they're both trying to like, they're both trying to solve it at the same time. Like, and at the and end you could of do it as two part, separate. he yeah. like figures out something that allows Blanc Benoit to figure, Blanc to figure it out later. Like that, I think they could do something like that, and you could do it as two separate movies and have them Overlight. like connect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Janelle Monet was fucking phenomenal. She's so good. Holy shit. Like, I'm such a fan of hers anyway, but holy shit. Yeah, she really holy shit. Like, I look, spoilers and and whatnot, but the fact that she played two characters and just just did it so well. And they were such completely different characters. Yeah, she killed it. Which we only really ever see the real character once. Yeah, because everything we ever see of her is actually Helen. Yeah, we only see her in the flash. We see Helen with... playing her. Yeah, exactly. We see. I Helen really like playing Batista in this too. Like Dave Batista in oh, this role. <laughs> Everybody in this. I mean, Everybody was. Yeah. yeah, they really were. I'm not even I a like Hudson fan. She was great in it. Yeah, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Fucking great. I hope he keeps getting more work. Me too. That's two mysteries he was in too. Yeah. Because he was in a Poirot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to give him more to do. He's a, he's a great actor. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he, he's very good. And, and and a doctor, like, uh, well, he's a doctor in the one and he's a scientist in this one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was just such a good movie. A lot of fun. <laughs> what was the guy's name that was staying there? I'm not even here. uh, (laughs) I'm not even here. uh, Was it Derek or something? Was it Daryl? Daryl, Daryl. That was it, (laughs) Daryl. That shit was. Oh, not even here. And then him and poor, uh, and then while Blanc at the end smoking. Yes. (laughs) One of my favorite little scenes in this is after they get on the island, and and uh, Benoit Blanc goes, "Is anybody going to take the luggage?" And. The next scene, he's like, it's just going to be a laid-back weekend. I let all the- <laughs> You see the robot? Yeah, just going by with the luggage. Walking with the luggage, I was cracking the fuck up. That was so funny. 
Yeah. This one's way funnier than the first one. I I thought it it is, yeah. but I there's also a lot more going on. Like I I actually because the new rocksters did a, a thing on it, and it's like I was watching it and I go, okay, I did notice that, but that was like really like, mm-hmm. like my brain noticed it more than like I noticed it, and then like as they're pointing certain things out, like when he was using like bat, when he was using nonsensical words. And the fact oh that, like, God. you could see it every time he did it. Like, Benoit Blanc was like, the fuck is he talking about? And, and the like, the first time he does it on the beach, Jessica Henwick's character also makes a face like, yeah, yep. And and they were pointing out, and they were like, and then look, if you look at it right, if, it, it, like, if everything lines up, it's like he's looking at, she's looking at Blanc to be like, did you hear that too? Like, and I'm like, it's like yeah, yeah, it was. It was, I also it was, love that he solved the murder mystery. That shit, oh, it was so good. Edward Norton's so fucking mad. He's like, <laughs> all this shit up. And but when the crossbow bolt hits him in the chest, yeah. that was so fucking funny. When he, oh, when he was like, when he's sitting at the table, he's like, I have got this solved already. I was like, nah. I was like, what I know he win? does, but that's ridiculous. This you is win an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, it, and that's the other thing that I love about him. He's like, he's like, well, you said win, so yeah. So I thought, I, I thought something. there was a prize. Like, yeah, I don't know, like uh, an iPad or something. <laughs> <laughs> it it was so good. It was so good. And the fact that Benoit Blanc just acts like completely oblivious the whole time, but the whole time he is he knows everything that's happened. Like he's before people are even ready to do it. It's it's a great movie. Go out of your way to track it down and watch it. It's on Netflix. I mean, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, yeah. watch it. Absolutely. Uh, I also yeah. like the way they did the the sort of flashback type thing this time. They you know, they kind of did the leverage. Yeah, they did where, like they gave you like everything. You think everything is going and to then plan, they go, and then it they looks like it fucks and... up and it's like nope. Let me show you something real quick. And, yeah, and then the and then and I'm like, oh. and then they came right back to where we left them. And I was like, oh, from a different so come from a completely different angle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was good with the hot sauce. Yeah. And I was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's hot sauce, which yeah. I wish was real because I want to try it now. Uh, speedy recover for uh, for Jeremy Renner as well. Yeah, he got into a now doing OK, but. He got into an accident. Yeah. Snowmobile over the weekend or snowblower, I should say. Hope he's all right. He was plowing, wasn't he? Yeah. He had some kind of a snow plow or snowblower or some shit. Yeah. It was like, like a accident. He had to get uh, helicoptered out, but yeah, looks like he's doing good. So fingers crossed. We need him back. We need him back. That's another really good actor. Yeah. Hopefully he's in the next Benoit Blanc movie. I mean, let's get him in there. His hot sauce was in this one, so yeah, right. that would be a really funny. Thing. <laughs> Everybody who was like name dropped just shows up in the next one. That would be really funny. <laughs> Yo, I, can we just talk about other some of the other cameos, like fucking. Like Serena Williams, like what the fuck <laughs> was that? Yo, so uh, like, when yo, I was there, the that was there, I was like, she just like, like, hey, is she. Is she really there? Or is I was like, like, it's like, and then when she was like, uh, "Are you guys gonna do this?" Or, <laughs> well, I'm getting paid anyway. <laughs> Come on, right? Now. I'm gonna just sit here and read, finish reading my book. 
Oh, man. Yeah, it is good. And Edward Norton was good as the, like, rich asshole shithead. He's an idiot. Yeah, like, yo. Oh, my God. I was, like, I was like, yeah, no, I've been noticing that this entire Yeah, like, you, you're and like, he's just wait, dumb. No, he's, he's dumb. Just, he's just he's dumb. He's just dumb. He plays he's charismatic. Really well. Because he, he kind of does a version of that character in Birdman. That self-obsessed douche. Yeah character and he pulls it off and he was great and he was great in this movie so taking himself too seriously and and really realistically he's just a moron love that yeah, yeah. that dude that dude can do no wrong man he is fucking good in this movie too he's so good i mean everybody would you say dave batista yeah, yeah he's hilarious yeah, he, was so, he was really good yeah, really, really good. He's he he really is cementing himself as like an actual actor. Yeah, for sure. Like he really he he truthfully is because yeah, I just the roles that he gets and then the way he just plays them so well, mm-hmm. so Absolutely. good. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say on that other than go see it because it's very very entertaining. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. You won't be disappointed, especially if you like these kind of movies. Yeah. And if you like the first one, you'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Two thumbs up from us. Go check it out. Um, we do have a couple bits of news that we're going to get to here. Um, first, the horror, 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 the horror, no, no, the horror novel, The Deep, is going to be adapted into a series at Amazon. Um, there's not a ton of news about this, but from what I read about it. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool to see this on the big screen. I like Stephen anyone. King's a fan of the book. Yeah, Stephen King was uh was lauding it's uh at as a very very good horror novel. So I'm excited for this. Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like that movie Underwater, only probably better because that movie wasn't great. Um, it was out a couple of years ago, but at that movie, I is not a movie I disliked. It's just. This seems like it's probably going to be a little bit better, um, more horror than sci-fi. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to check this out. They didn't say anything about who's going to be involved in it. Nah, this is like very early on still. But there it is, more more Amazon doing more genre stuff. So can can I say when you? I think Brian was the one that sent this in the group chat when he sent it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that they were going to make a show about the deep from the boy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, the deep? What the fuck? <laughs> That'd be so funny. I like those little uh, memes they have, deep thought. <laughs> They're funny. Um, I would watch a whole series of that, for sure. I, I bet you would. I absolutely would. I'd watch Amsterdam. I'll watch anything. <laughs> you... Um, we also got- I, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't even, I, yeah, okay. What? Yeah, no, no. Keep it moving. Yep. That's right. New Avatar animated series is in the works, and it will be set after The Legend of Korra. I'm super excited for this. Yep, me too. We're getting that earthbending Avatar. That's, me too. That's, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, I mean we kind of, it's like... It's what everyone was hoping w- w- is expecting, but it's like we didn't really think it was coming forth. But I think with the fact that you know there's the live action TV show coming, yeah. and you know the comics books are still 
doing things and everything else. We're getting the there's... the the series that's them like older, also the animated series. Oh yeah, that's right. That's you know what, and they'll probably actually adapt some of those books. Yeah, they'll probably put some of the comic book stuff in there. Um, I know I was actually talking to one of my friends over the weekend about it, and she wasn't a fan of a lot of the comic books because they didn't flesh out the other characters as much. Mm. So she hopes that the series that we get fleshes Wait, out. Like who? Katara. Basically it was mostly out- Katara because in the comic books, Katara does nothing but be Aang's girlfriend. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because from what I've, from what I've seen, it's like they flesh out all of the characters that didn't get fleshing out in that much in uh, the series yeah, or they're um, filling in gaps. So I hope we get to see them doing more shit. And I, I'm really excited about the new series because getting an avatar that starts out as an earth bend, earthbender is going to be cool and see where they go from there. Like keeping this world going is smart. <laughs> it's, it's a cool world to like, and it should be Explore. interesting to see where, like, how how much time has passed to see yeah, how the and world like, has progressed again. How, how much? Because yeah, that, how much, that time jump was the significant. The changes in that world were huge, and like the 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 bending styles that adapted because of the world. Mm-hmm. Like to see how that is going to change with another like time jump. Pretty much, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool what's next ed another world that uh would be cool to see more of seems like we're not going to be getting um apparently george rr R. martin's future game of thrones projects are all shelved due to the hbo changes that are taking place <laughs> so fucking dumb it's the epitome of shooting yourself in the foot it's just you have a bullified money making property that you could make probably for the next 20 years. You could probably make a series every other year. And they are putting that on hold because HBO and Warner Brothers and all that shit don't know what they're doing. So yeah. I am glad that the Jon Snow series is getting shelved because that's the one I don't care about the most. <laughs> but I mean, even that, it's like no, like that's an that's an easy money maker. This sure. is stupid on their part. Absolutely. All around. Because shelving that stuff. They doesn't make sense decision in the, in the last year when house of the dragon comes out and it's like easily like an instant hit and people love that show like from the first episode like it's getting the highest numbers ever mm-hmm. and you're gonna just ah now we're gonna put all that on the shelf for now <laughs> yeah, no nah, it's stupid it just makes no sense to me um but the one Thing I'll say is hopefully this will allow him some time to finish his book series. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, it's been forever, so I, I don't see HBO's plan on this. You know what I mean? It just it, it doesn't make sense to me. But now Warner Brothers Discovery, like that whole merger, it's not looking good for the no, things that, that that people that the people really like. Like the fact that they're taking stuff off of a streaming service that they created 
It's yeah. dumb. And it's it's because they don't want to pay people. And it's stupid because they know people are going to go back and rewatch Westworld, even yeah. though it's not continuing further. Yeah. But like, yeah, like it's just it's dumb. Like when you're canceling all these other genre shows and then instead of giving us something to fill that void, you're just like, no, we're going to put that stuff on the shelf, too. I don't get the, the idea that around it, but it is, yeah. what it is. Apparently, all the future Game of Thrones world stuff is on hold for now. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Um, got one piece of Star Wars news this week. Uh, oh, you skipped a knock at the cabin. Oh, I didn't think that was on your list. Yeah. Yeah, we got a new trailer for knock at the cabin. More uh, Dave Batista. It was, it's actually very good and it gives you a, a yeah. Much- we, what it's going to be about mm-hmm. it's just still like still like how is this family like killing someone supposed to stop all this other shit from happening like but there's a lot going on and yeah it actually looks very cool it um, looks very good I hope Shyamalan doesn't that I was originally from the first trailer that they showed us so it I hope he'll fuck it up exactly but there's always that thing in my it's because it's yeah fuck it up i know we will um but i mean the premise and the the things that we saw in the trailer all look really really good um it's it kind of reminds me of red state i can see that yeah that ending of red state being uh, yeah but um either way i do i am looking forward to it so i do hope it's very good i hope it's as good as it looks Um, and i mean the cast already also looks very good so far, that little so. girl killing it. Mm. I've been a fan of uh, Jonathan Groff since he was in Mind Hunter, so I'm excited. Yeah, like the, the cast looks very good so far. The little girl, like, like Brian said, she's like acting with these like adults that are like very good at what they do, and she's doing as, very as good. As soon so as she far. came in the door and gave that little speech. <laughs> And then they just kind of looked at her like, sweetie. Yeah. And the look yeah. she had on her face, I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, that's yeah. This is this is I'm I'm intrigued by this movie. Yeah, so am I. I don't think we have long to wait for that one either. February 3rd, so February. I thought it was in March. February 3rd, not far at all. Um. So now on to the one bit of Star Wars news that we did get this week. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is set to play Kira Syndulla in mm. this coming Ahsoka show. So I don't know anything about her. You guys do, obviously. Yeah. Um. So this is still like not substantiated by anyone. That- Disney or Star Wars like Lucas um this is just what like came out that it's reported that that's who she's playing because she's been attached to this project for a while now um that's who I thought she was playing when they announced her joining the cast so the fact that it's coming out now like that people are getting that word it makes sense she looks like Harrison Dula mm-hmm. uh, Harrison Dula is a, a Twi'lek uh pilot so, uh, we, we yeah. got a Sabine. We already got a Sabine, right? 
Yeah, we got Sabine and Ezra already, so we know we're definitely getting Rebels people. Um, I like I know they haven't said who Ray Stevenson's playing. I have a feeling he's going to be Thrawn because he has Stevenson? that look. He has that look. Yeah, he's he's too old. Thrawn's not supposed to be young, though. No, but like. I don't know. I and he's also too big. Yeah, he's like a thick dude, isn't he? Like, yeah, but I mean, they haven't said who's playing Thrawn, and we know. I mean, if we're getting Ezra, we're getting Thrawn, and he's the only other male that's been announced. I mean, I can for this cast, like cutting weight, maybe because we haven't seen him. I I haven't personally seen him in a few years. Maybe he like, you know, lost a few lbs, and and nah, he's still a bigger dude. I mean, the last time I saw him, he was in a movie. He was in a, 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 a Scott Atkins movie called uh, Accident Man. Okay. And he's actually in the sequel. I'm waiting for that to come out. But, um, yeah, like he was still he was still Ray Stevens. Like, like it, he, he was still a big dude. A route with Thrawn. I don't know. I was, yeah. I don't know. I don't know too much about him, but knowing what he looks like, I mean, I, you know, I would have picked somebody different than Ray Stevens, but then again, I'm not saying he'd be bad, but he's just, and he's a good actor. He's also very intense in everything he's in. So Mm -hmm. work, but uh, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, the best choice would be to get Lars Mickelson in there and put the makeup on him because he, he looks like the part. <laughs> they kind of made Thrawn look more like him in the yeah. animated yeah. series anyway. Yeah, I mean, and it sucks because Mads Mikkelsen would have actually been a great Thrawn, but we already mm-hmm. had him in Star Wars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Like, I think she's a good choice for Hera. Um, I don't blame her for the bad huntress that we got in Birds of Prey because that movie was just bad. And the way that they made her play huntress is the problem, not the way she did it. Pretty much every character in that movie was wrong (laughs) except for Harley. Yeah. Yeah. And literally every other character in that movie was just not their character. She's not Harley. She's not comic Harley. She's movie Harley. Yeah. But (laughs) she's still closer to. Yeah. She like Black Mask was not Black Mask. Huntress no. was not Huntress. Ooh. Freaking uh Renee Montoya was not Renee Montoya. Cassandra like Kane was not Cassandra Kane. No, like I, I was like, yo, who are you all these? Why did you name why did you name drop all these characters and then not put them in your movie? Black Canary was not black. Canary. I mean, she was black. She was black. She was black, black and she she's had the blackest a... black canary that we've had so far, but <laughs> That was about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a good actress, so Mary. No, she was good. That's the thing. Like, the people in the movie are not bad. No, there are that whole cast is fire, but it's just the characters, they like the way that they made them play those characters. It's the same thing like with Jared Letter's Joker. Well, James Gunn has saved us, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Speaking of, um, we are getting the lies you tell. A new flash trailer is going to first flash trailer. 
Well, we got yeah. a flash trailer a hundred years ago, that teaser trailer. That was a year and a half ago. Uh-uh. That was definitely a trailer. That was not, uh, not a That was just movie. them showing shit. From the movie. Yeah, th- but it's it was more of a sizzle reel, not a trailer. Because no, it was part that. of the sizzle reel. No, no, no. They had a proper a proper trailer trailer. Like they I don't remember that. Yeah, neither do I. Thousand years ago, so that nobody remembers. But this was the first real trailer that we're going to be getting, like actual right, right about the time it's going to be within a year of it coming out, I guess. Um, it's going to be debuting during the Super Bowl on February 12th of 2023. I am still excited to see it because as of right now, Michael Keaton is still involved, but I don't know if that's going to be the case when this movie comes out. So I don't know, but uh, I. I think it will. It's not going to make the movie any better. <laughs> It'll still make me want to watch it, though. Um, and with that, we got that uh, thing that you sent today. I don't even know what that is. That's for some kind of promotion. You know what that is? It was probably promotional stuff that they were going to put out for it at some point. And then they're like, nah, they looked at it and went, nah, let's not, because that's what's not. Because it's bad. bad. Yeah. Why does Michael Keaton Batman just look like Chris? Like in that thing, it just looks like Christian Bale Batman with a um with the yellow. And why does he have the yellow belt? I don't know because he doesn't have a yellow belt in the new suit. But Keaton Batman had a yellow belt, so he should have a yellow belt. Yeah, but Keaton Batman doesn't have a yellow belt in the new suit. That's stupid. No, I agree. I mean, they switched it up with Val Kilmer's Batman. So. Yeah, but this is not Val Kilmer Batman. Val Kilmer Batman was Keaton Batman. Not, not oh, in. Mm. Not, yeah, but no, we know. I, yeah, I know. But I know. know. But yes, not in know. this continuity, it's not. Well, yes, the the cow and everything. Because then we would need to get, we would need to get uh George Clooney up in here too. Don't you dare! Don't you <laughs> don't even bring those two people's names into this Keaton talk. I don't even want to hear it. Let's get them all back. Let's not. How about so Ed me? can really relive his glory days with these Batman. I don't even dislike Val Kilmer in the role. It's not great, but it's not terrible. But that 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 fucking Clooney man, that was bad. You don't like bat nipples? I don't like. I mean, there's something about you know anatomically um, correct bat suits. Even Poison Ivy said it. I, I will turn this off. If right Uma now. Thurman <laughs> likes them, then I will good. turn I will, this. I will not have this discussion with you people today. If 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 Uma Thurman likes the bat nipples, they can't be all bad. <laughs> well, that's all I'm saying. Come on, Ed. You want Keaton back? They're going to bring everything back. Right there, you go. Uh, the one thing that this this promotional material showed us is that uh, that fucking second whatever that is supposed is to be. it so is the second flash just like idiot flash i don't that's know what he looks like but yeah it does that is what he looks like i just i just i just that suit <laughs> i just i just i just don't even know where to start that suit it made his neck look so thick yeah and he just looked like edit and, and he actually just like you don't you you, you said you're gonna get tired of the joke but he looks like his head is more stuck That's than all, Keaton's you know, ever was. 
You like, know they're gonna make that joke like twenty fucking times. Well, in that man, movie. Neck look like it comes up to his ears. <laughs> just, like, I can't turn my like. You know he's gonna say some dumb shit, so, especially because for, for the listeners, this picture is basically Ezra Miller in the old '89 Bat Cow with the ears cut off of the Bat Cow, spray painted red, and then he has so the bad. torso of Returns Batman painted spray painted red with a lightning a yellow lightning bolt spray painted on it and his neck and head look the same width of his torso <laughs> the most baffling looking thing i've ever seen i don't I, f- i'm gonna say this though the other suit in that picture doesn't look that much better like the the mask oh doesn't oh, look yeah, that yeah. much better oh that- ezra miller in the center of this with his angry look like that's so bad. It just oh. looks so raw. The only and person, wrong. the only person in this picture that looks good is Supergirl. Yes, she looks cool, just kind of. But it, you can tell it's just like four pictures that they had, and then they oh yeah, all together. It just looks silly and weird and off-putting, and I don't know, man. Like it's you like said, the worst Photoshop. It's some of the worst Photoshop I've seen in a while for a poster. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking bad. If this was supposed to be their poster, this is fucking. This bad. wasn't. This wasn't like because because it has the DC behind them. I don't think this was a poster. I think this was like probably for the fandom that got canceled. And it's funny too because, like you say, that the the cow uh, on the Batman in this, it's definitely the it. It, it kind of looks like it, but not really. It's like an updated version. Of yeah. The- the cow looks like it uh, looks like a mix between the bale and the 89. Bale and 89 a little bit, but it's got the longer, I don't know. It's a yeah, it's mess. the thing is a mess, dude. The whole mess. And <laughs> just Ezra Miller stare like in the center staring you down, like he's all like that just looks it's so bad. Thick. Yeah, it, it don't look good, dude. It, it's it's a bad fucking images. These images I feel like so bad for uh the girl that's playing Supergirl because she probably thought this was going to catapult her into like a bunch of other shit and now this movie is just a garbage fire. She's going to get the Brandon Routh treatment. Dude. Yeah, but at least he was finally able to make a comeback. Yeah, but that's what's going to happen with her. She'll make a comeback in like 20 years when they're doing uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths and James Gunn's uh, DCU. On that goofy looking flash, too. I just noticed he's, <laughs> he's got black knee pads yep. and black knee pads like a wrestler, and he's wearing like he's got like, gloves. Gloves. It it what the fuck is this? He's oh. got arrows pointing to his crotch. <laughs> yeah, it's like caution tape or something. What the fuck? You see that, Bri? The arrows. Uh, no, are- I'm I, I decided not to look at it. Look, again. they're they're pointing at his crotch. That is interesting. <laughs> that is something. Holy fuck. Like I just I just the the, the the thick neck, I just can't get past that. It's so the bad. way the neck is almost going to his shoulder, like it's like a point almost, like a rounded point. Yeah. Really weird. Well, cause it's just a bat cow that he uh, spray painted red. All right, I think we spent too much time on this already, but yeah, that shit was garbage. 
just so bad. Like on this flash trailer, we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it's a rumor that it's gonna debut at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um you know, hopefully we get something to finally see. But for a company that wants to cut costs, paying for a Super Bowl fucking commercial spot would be <laughs> well, that's because they gotta make their money back on this movie. I guess. I don't know, man. Um they gotta make sure as many people as as many of the dumb people that don't like really care go and see this movie. Yeah, I guess so. Um another bit of DC news they're saying that they're actively developing S World Elseworld Stir. Man, I can't fucking talk today. Actively developing Elseworlds stories. Um which makes sense. I mean, you could say that the Joker is an Elseworld. Yeah. Say that the Batman is an Elseworld story. So they actually stated that that's exactly what those are. Yep. Those are Elseworlds. I mean, you know, it's I guess this is just they're officially coming out and saying it, and they're going to be making more in the future. Um, which goes against what they said in the first place when this whole yep. fucking thing happened. But <laughs> whatever. One, one whatever. Thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? Who knows what the fuck's happening? We still don't. I mean, the only they good apparently thing is don't either. Hopefully, we get some of the actual good Elseworld stories adapted. Probably not, but probably not. It'll be just their take on like, oh, we want to do another Batman, another Joker, another whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be their reasoning to say it's an Elseworld story. Oh yeah, it's an Elseworlds movie. That's why it's. That's why it's another. That's why we have yet another Batman. Right, and that's why they'll probably get a fucking Suicide Squad movie again. And it'll be yeah, because I don't yeah, Suicide Squad will be Elseworlds. Peacemaker will probably be Elseworlds. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and I guess uh, the last bit of uh, DC news here: Blue Beetle had test screening leaks, and the first thoughts from a YouTuber who basically said it looks like '90s action movie, which doesn't have me excited at all. I think it looks. It looked good from the stills we saw, but if he's saying it's like, I don't, anytime anybody says, oh, it's like a throwback to the 90s, that's not a good thing in my opinion. <laughs> not good. You know what I mean? Like nostalgia being what it is and all that, but still, they weren't good. You like Venom and Let There Be Carnage, and those are 90s superhero movies personified. Gonna fight they are, but they're not. See, they I are. told you, I told you, I told you. I no, told they you. Are. That's why I was. This is why I was saying. I don't even know why he. I'm literally thinking to myself, why? I don't know why he went down that world. Because they are. I I know these things. I don't think they are. I think that they're bad. You don't think they are, but they are. <laughs> no. See, uh, Venom, because if Venom, they are, then that means Venom, he likes Venom. One hundred percent is a uh, late '90s superhero movie. That movie would have fit right in with X Men, right in with Blade, right yep. in with that the Raimi Spider Man movies. Yeah, he. Yeah, sorry, he got you. I'm thinking more line. This will be more like a. Fucking no, this is gonna be like Power Rangers, Steel and shit like that. Which this is gonna be like Power Rangers, and if it's like Power Rangers, good. Batman or Robin, you know, if it's if it's like that, bad. <laughs> it needs to be like Power Rangers. Because they're, it seems like they're going after a younger audience with this movie from what I was reading with the uh, first thoughts that got leaked. 
I don't know. This this doesn't have me like so. I like I'm I'm out on this right now. With with I mean I'm out on everything that DC puts out within the next year because I don't care about their garbage lineup. I don't care about Flash. I don't Mm -hmm. care about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Be wrong. That's okay. No, I don't. No, I can't be wrong about what I don't care about, Ed. Well, yes, can. You can be wrong. By going to see this movie and supporting DC making bad choices, I got to keep Michael Keaton in the. Lifestyle. And you're gonna go. You're gonna go see Aquaman. You're gonna see Shazam. I don't know that I'll see Aquaman. You're gonna see all gonna these see movies. Shazam, because I like the first one. So, first Ryan, remember when he said he wasn't gonna go see Morbius? No, nah, I never said I wasn't gonna see Morbius. I yes, said you I did. Said I was gonna see Morbius. And I did try to see Morbius, but I left my <laughs> credit card at home the one day, and I couldn't go. But then I eventually went. That's why. Either way, I'm not supporting DC unless they give me a reason to support them. Well, yeah, you. good luck with that, because you ain't going to get a reason. Exactly. Not, not for a very long time, at least. I don't even think, I don't even think ever, because to be honest, their movies have always been subpar. I've liked a couple of them. Here and there, but uh, and even those canceled. Mm-hmm. Those ones are gone anyway, so it don't matter. Um, and I guess the last bit of news, uh, there's a little bit of Marvel news. Echo is going to be moved from the summer of 2023 to early 2024. That's given us like a six, seven months. I see people freaking out about this, but it makes sense if they're just starting to film Daredevil. Wouldn't you want Echo to like air closer to when Daredevil is potentially going to air? Mm-hmm. I think it's that, and they may even try to swap them around time wise, just story. Oh no, I don't. We're we're not getting Daredevil before Echo. But they might have stuff included in there that they weren't exactly. Well, yeah, they're they're probably going to add stuff to Echo, but I think. Again, having it air closer to when Daredevil's going to air is a smarter move because they're close yeah, connected. Yeah. Like, people are freaking out. Like, oh, they're, they're moving it. Like, okay. Well, what's, the next, what's the next, um, what's the name? The next Marvel. Series? I don't know. I do believe it's going to be Secret Wars is going to be the next one. Oh, yeah. Secret Wars would be the next one. And then probably... Armor Wars or Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah. Armor Wars is getting turned, into a, turned into a movie now, right? Yeah. yeah, and rumor Robert Downey Jr. cameo. Yeah, I heard that, and I also heard something else about that. What the hell was the other thing? Um, it's like Claire Danes, maybe a not Claire Danes. Kate <laughs> Kate Winslet may be a uh, villain for the movie or something like that. Did anybody else read that? No. No, but I mean, sure, why not? Who the hell? Okay. (laughs) Who the hell? Who would she even play? Obviously. Yeah, it's Secret Invasion. What if season two and Loki season two are the ones we know we're getting within the next year? Which I'll watch them all, but (laughs) 
you know, we'll be sad about it. Some will be okay. I'll watch them all, but I won't be happy that I'm watching them all. Right? <laughs> the way he said it, that's what it felt like. Well, I mean, like, I'm gonna watch them all, if, but I'm gonna Loki, be upset while I'm watching these. <laughs> Loki, both season ones of those, I was like, mm, I don't care. I hope Loki is better this season mm-hmm. because first season wasn't very good. You can say season, it. yeah. No, I don't. I don't like season one. Like all I liked was all the cameos that we got, and then the end. Yeah, that was good. Otherwise, that show was, eh. Yeah, exactly. But with them going more multiversal now, like this show has potential to be very good if they do it the right way. I really think they need to change the direction. I feel like the first season was trying to be more existential and more. Mm -hmm. And I think they need to go the action route. Yeah, just be like. More of a fun adventure show. Than... Especially with like him and Owen Wilson make it like a buddy cop type thing. Like buddy yeah. cop action thing. And get rid of Sylvie because Sylvie was terrible. I thought that character sucked. I'm sorry. People, I know people, some people like her, but I thought she was brutal. Bad character. I just, it was, that show just didn't. Why are we spending like... so much time talking about this? Don't we have other stuff that we need to be talking about? I don't know, do we? Yeah, yeah. our top fives and well, on and that stuff, note, and <laughs> you guys are just sitting up there beating the shit out of these shows. I'm like, why are they sitting up there talking about shit that they don't like? Like, what? And another thing, I don't like. Uh, I don't like a lot of Eternals. Things. It was such a bad movie. It was horrible. I don't understand why the people liked it. It was horrible. It was pretty bad. Sorry, I'm sorry. You're you're not wrong. I know. On that note. Let's talk about some things we did like in 2022. All right. We'll get into our top five. So I figure we will do go in order. We'll go in. What order is that? Youngest to oldest. And so your honorable, your two honorable mentions, then your number five. Then we'll go to the next person. All right. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. Hold on. I got to find my list. I don't remember what. Of course, you got to find the list. Um, oh, you are still our youngest person on the show, Tone. So you can start it off here. All right. So my starting at the bottom with my honorable mentions, and this was hard for me because there's a lot of shit I really liked. Um, but my honorable mentions are Cyberpunk Edge Runners and Terrifier 2. I do that. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, probably one of the best. anime adaptations that came out this year um that shit was good the animation was beautiful it got people back into playing the game the game is fixed now so people are excited about that again the characters were cool terrifier 2 aside from something else i'll be talking about later and probably because this came out like around halloween when halloween ends came out like it made me like it more because it was such a better movie than that movie was uh it's just like the like goriest it's just it's a gore fest and it's a lot of fun though like the guy that plays art the clown is just so good 
Um, but yeah, started going to my number five. My number five is Legend of Vox Machina. Oh yeah, Almost I thought that would be that. higher on the list. To be honest, the only reason it's not higher on the list is because it came out so early in the year that like it's something I forget like that it came out in in that year. But like it's it was very good for when it did come out. But the other things, I guess, came out like more recently. So it's it's always like what have you done for me lately when it comes to this kind of stuff really okay and yeah like i love legend of vox mock and i think it was a great adaptation of that uh of what we've seen in the first campaign so far it was one of my favorite arcs it's very very good and i can't wait for season two to come out later this month yeah and i will watch i will watch the second one even though i didn't get through the first one I will try to try to finish it and uh, get caught up and then watch it. Watch the second season. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I believe you, Ed. I'm glad you believe me because I, I, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> for those, for, for the listeners, Brian's not even looking at the camera and he's just shaking his head. No, as he's not. Like I'm just listening to I'm like listen to him placate tone a tone like this. This is this is oh, some no, I this is, I'm just I'm just I'm past it at this point. Actually, I will. He, he said he was gonna watch Arcane. That never happened. The whole year late whole year later still hasn't even watched it. I'm not dead yet, so eventually it will happen. Um that is his requirement for it. As long as he's still alive. He's still he he's still living up to his, his die, part of the bargain. It, then you can be upset, okay? But other than that, you, you can't get upset because I said eventually I'll watch it. Eventually. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, I'm gonna go next with my second honorable mention, which I was I was really like, I had a bunch of shit on my almost list, but I decided to go with "Don't Worry, Darling." It just beat out a couple of other things, but I really think visually it was stunning. I loved the idea behind it. I really thought the direction was really good by Olivia Wilde. I thought that she did a terrific job. Um, And I think that the movie overall was better than I expected it to be. And also like the fact that it was able to be good in spite of all the bullshit that was going on behind the scenes and it was still delivered a good movie. I really enjoyed it. So that was my second honorable mention. Um, my first honorable mention goes to Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix, which was just an anthology show, a um, bunch of horror stories, about an hour long. We've covered it a little bit on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, Guillermo del Toro is the curator of them and <laughs> Every episode I enjoyed, so that that's my um, number one honorable mention. Um, and then my number five was The Offer, which is a you know show that came out several months ago. Very good one. It is fantastic. Great acting. The premise, obviously, I'm a big fan of the uh, Godfather movies, and the, the <laughs> it's a very compelling story, told very well. And acted very well, so that's my number five. Okay, well, my first runner-up was actually 
tones. I hate when this happens, but it seems to happen a lot. <laughs> me, me and him like the, a lot of the same shit. Um, mm-hmm. So Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, as Tone said, it was fantastic anime. Um, Trigger always does some fantastic shit, um, but they just kind of blew me away, and I, I literally was like, "Well, shit, I might have to pick up this game now." Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, and then like right after that, they actually like released up updates that gave you a lot of the things that you could do in the game, in the anime, and yeah, I got places in the anime, and so definitely. Um, was something that I I thoroughly enjoyed, and um, I I, I kind of hope they do more in that world. I doubt it, but it would be really nice. Um, my second runner up. Um, I actually kind of wanted to put it on my list, but I ended up I needed this space for something else. So, um, it's Beetlejuice the musical. Um, I hadn't been to a Broadway play in forever. And this one was fantastic. Um, I it was a very it was an amazing adaptation of a movie. I know that's a thing now. Like literally, if there's a movie of it, you can make an ad, a musical adaptation of it. Mm-hmm. But that was always one that, like, when they said it, I was just like, I don't know how you could make that into a musical. And then I saw how they made it into a musical, and they it was did. fantastic. The songs are really good. Um, the characters are really well like I actually there's like I understand why Jacinda was obsessed and why she said that she thought this was somewhat of a better version of the story because they were able to streamline some things and they even call out some things and I thought that was interesting Um, but my number five uh, my list is basically just things that i liked so it's all over the place three of four of them are movies and one of them happens to be anime and that anime would be chainsaw man um as i said i've been watching that with jacinda and it's very rare that you find something that has that like special combination and this does that really well it has heart uh it has humor but it's still super dark and, and like the characters violent. are just they're just a lot of fun jacinda loves uh um denji the main character and power because it's like they have such a sibling mm-hmm. bond that like it's doesn't start off that way mind you but mm-hmm. like it just it it just it, it it completely works and it really helps to sort of balance the the rest of the show um it 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 gets very dark at times but as i said there's a humor to it that a humor and a levity to it um and an honesty to it that um really makes watching the show interesting like it it is very much uh, you know run-of-the-mill anime tropes but at the same time there's things that there's things that happen in the show that really should like turn you off and it's like, but when you think about it in the context of the characters of the show, it's kind of like, well, I I can't even really be mad at him because it's like he doesn't he really doesn't know any better. It's like you can't you, you can't sit there. Doesn't he know any better? It's like, no, he he doesn't. And nobody is teaching him. Mm-mm. So he literally has to learn how to deal with humanity just by dealing with humanity. And he's not even dealing with humans all the time so 
it's it's a very interesting show and some really cool stuff happens but the characters really do make it and mappa blew me away again so yeah. <laughs> they, they they yeah they they can almost do no wrong by me. um but yeah so that's my number five all right back to me for my number four my number four is actually an album that came out this year that's kind of like a dual thing though so it's scoring the end of the world by motionless and white but also i want to talk about uh going to see them live for the trinity of terror tour um but yeah this album is probably my favorite album by them they come like they still stayed within their style but they completely changed it to um for this album and added it kind of has like a cyber punk feel and there's a song on it called cyber hex which is very good but also they got um mick gordon to help do some of the music on this which mick gordon is known for the soundtracks for doom eternal wolfenstein like he does those the the music for those games and you can definitely feel that like feel in these songs um Cyberhex uh specifically has like a very like metalcore but also very cyberpunk feel which is very cool um and they have uh Lindsay Schoolcraft who used to be in um what is the name of that band why can't I fucking think I can't think right now <laughs> but uh she she does some vocals on that Mick Gordon uh did uh the song that the title track scoring the end of the world he did the uh music for that it's very good they did a song called werewolf which they released a video for for on um halloween that the video was an homage to thriller like they all were wearing the red jacket leather jacket in the video it was really cool um but yeah then getting to see them along with black veil brides and ice nine kills at trinity of terror like that was fucking awesome it was one of the best things I did in the year in general, like getting to see them all live and being there for the first time in a long time to get to see a concert was a lot of fun. I really like that album. I probably listened to it a lot, <laughs> like going back on my Spotify rap, a lot of their songs from that album are on my top. Um, that album in general, like I can listen to it beginning to end like it i never skip anything on that album so it was a lot of fun that was my number four so all right Ed? yeah um my number four as we've talked about in our group chat is all tv and movies so this one is my uh, i guess i would call this my second favorite tv show of the year and that's Andor. Um, we've talked about it at length, so I won't go too far into it. It just, this was the most complex characters that I feel that the Star Wars world has ever given us. It was a really, really emotional story. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, the acting, everything about it was fantastic. So I'm not going to delve too much further into it. I just thought that Andor was a terrific terrific show so that's okay 
Um, my number four is actually something we already talked about earlier today, and that was actually Glass Onion. Ooh, um, I had a feeling it was going to end up on one of our lists. It, it, I just had so much fun with that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 we, I mean, we were just laughing up a storm. Uh, and like at the same time, like I'm trying to figure out the mystery, and you know the fact that like it's Batista that dies is like kind of blue. Like I was like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. Like that that kind of threw my whole game mm-hmm. off. Now I got to start all over again. And <laughs> you know, just just again, the characters that Johnson that Ryan Johnson writes for these stories are just phenomenal and obviously like we all know that you know it's about benoit even though the first movie really wasn't about him and he was in it this one more was and i think that's like i feel like if they're gonna go forward that's what they need to do is like the next one he should be a part of it but it should be focused on a different character while he's there just like it was um focused on um anna dalmar's character in the first one And he just, but because of the fact that the way things were, they were stuck at the hip. So, yeah, like something like that. I that's also something else I really enjoyed about this movie was the fact that he he got himself a, a he got himself an assistant again in the middle of the case. Like that should be a running thing for me. Like like for 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 his stories. Like every story, he should get someone in that's involved in this. The mystery should be basically his assistant or whatever mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's teaching these new detectives. So, um, but yeah, that's my number four. All right. My number three is as number four. It's Andor. This is my favorite TV show, live action TV show of this year. I don't think any other shows even came close. I think it's. It's easily one of the best Star Wars thing ever, if not the best Star Wars thing ever. Um, there were other shows in the running, but I just think like nothing hit me the way Andor did. Right. Like when it was all said and done, like House of the Dragons, very good. Not as good as Andor. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings, even though I like that, not even close to Andor. Right. Um, process I went through. I mean, I had a ton of Shows. And that's the thing, like, good, good shows, like, <laughs> yeah. Shows, but I was like, there's nothing better. And the than- thing is, like, you said the offer. I completely forgot that that was like within this year, like. But that's another good show that would have been up there. But again, like, it doesn't hit me the way Andor does. Yep. And there are so many shows, like, and that's kind of what I went through with everything. Like, where would this rank on like the way it affected me more for the year than? Um, and yeah, Andor, I think, was the best out of the TV shows that I watched fully. I think there are things that could potentially have been on there if they would have finished. Like, I think Willow has potential to be on a top list, but it's not done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, maybe in 2023, Willow will be on that list, maybe. Possibly, yeah. That's I, I felt the same Like when I was narrowing down my picks. I mean, there was a lot of good shows this year. There, mm-hmm. was, there was a lot of really good genre shows. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I, I was like, if I'm being honest with myself, Andor is my favorite of all of them. So, yeah. 
And that's the thing. It's, it's the, like for genre shows, I think it's the best one out there. And for me, just like TV shows in general, I think it's the best one out there. Yeah. Um, just like the way the characters, the characters felt real, exactly. even though they were in this sci-fi fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, we've talked about how good Andor is and Brian's in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, and there's I'm, nothing and else I'm thir- And say. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Don't, that's, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like, I'm, I'm, I, I, I definitely get what, uh ed is saying where he's like it's the most real like because it's not it's not we're not dealing with some ridiculous stakes in some ridiculous you know in like war yeah. we're dealing with like the gr- not the ground level but we're dealing with that level that's just but we're seeing s- actual people exactly yeah. we're not not heroes the, we're not, not villains heroes. Exactly. just people not- we're not, we're not seeing like the hero characters with their superpowers and everything doing all that. we're seeing the actual people that are fighting this actual war and also i mean like i said the complexity of every character mm-hmm. you know even back to the original star wars series there's a red lightsaber and there's a blue lightsaber yeah it's it's the character. the black hat white hat uh, thing mm-hmm. just are all gray characters yeah, not one of them is 100% good. Not one of them is 100%. Except Cyril Karn, that dude's a creep. I love it. Yeah, that dude's a creep. He's mm-hmm. just a creep. He's a weirdo. I don't like him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your, <laughs> what's your number three? Um, my number three. I, I, I had a hard time jumbling these these top three, man. But I had to had to go with uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. This was by far the best Marvel movie of the year for sure, but probably of the last couple of years, in my opinion. Um, again, we've discussed this in the past. It was the exact right tone, mm-hmm. the, the correct care with the story, with the characters, especially with the real life loss that that we you know had with Chadwick Boseman passing I just feel like it held true to what a sequel to that movie should be and honored the passing of that actor with such dignity and such class and also gave us a very good superhero story so that was my pick I thought all of it worked for me I mean there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of it that I was like yeah this could have been different that could have been different I thought on a whole, and a lot of restraint. I was really, really glad they showed that restraint because they're, mm-hmm. you know they're setting up their next five movies. They're always a couple steps ahead, and they could have jammed a couple cameos in here, and yeah, it would have got a pop in the in the theater maybe, but I think it would have devalued the film overall to do that and not show the class that that he was able to to show with leaving that stuff out and just giving a final product of the memory of Chadwick Boseman, his friend. So I loved it. It had me crying in the theaters. I can't wait till it comes out on uh, Disney plus in the next couple weeks here to watch that again with the family. So that's my number three. Yeah. I, I got mad at that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like, all the feelings. It, huh? 
Made you feel all the feelings? Yeah, in the theaters. Like, and I, and the thing was, is like I literally got past that whole opening scene and everything, the funeral, all of that shit. I was good. I was good money. And then they showed the Marvel shit. (laughs) (laughs) With no sound either. No, exactly. So you heard everybody in the theater. How you gonna gonna do us like that, Marvel? (laughs) Yo, everybody in the theater. You heard all the sniffling. It was... uh, (laughs) um, My number three was actually uh, to Batman. Okay. Mm. Um, I I really enjoyed that movie too, uh, because I remember seeing The Dark Knight Return, or well, not The Dark Knight Returns. I remember seeing Batman Begins and then The Dark Knight in theaters, and just going, "Damn, man! Like, how do you just ground all this shit the way that he did? And like, this is amazing! And like, you can't get any." more grounded and grittier than that wrong and, and, and then Matt Reeves said hold my hold beer because <laughs> my man was like now nah, fuck grounding we're gonna throw that shit in the dirt we're putting it into the earth that shit is gonna be as gritty as possible and the fact that when it opens it felt like a horror movie a horror thriller like I will never I will never discredit the the nolan films they felt they were thrillers this was a horror thriller this was seven this was that level of fucked up and it fits for gotham so well yep that like it like i didn't i didn't bat an eye and everything about that movie we you know we talked about it in our in our review but everything about that movie from top to bottom like i was on board with and as I said, the one thing that I wasn't really all, I'm not on board with, but I was eh about was the Batmobile before like actually seeing it in. And then that scene hits and I'm like, fuck, no, I it, like the car didn't even start moving yet. And I'm like, nah, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I am good. That is a Batmobile that I am good. So <laughs> I am, I, you know, I look forward to more else worlds in his world. Um, yep. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was definitely a standout for me. Three hours long, and it didn't even feel like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my number two is Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, no superhero movies on my list. Um, nope is probably my favorite movie of the year. It just did things very different than. Like the fact that I went in there and didn't know what it was, and that it completely subverted everything that I thought it was going to be. I still, I love that. It. Like, I love everything Jordan Peele did with that movie. I mean, we've talked about it, me and you have talked about it at length and about how good that movie is, and like the side story of the, the Gordy stuff, and like how it all ties in. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably Jordan Peele's best movie. It's at least my favorite of his three movies. Um, I thought it was very good. I did like, uh, th- like the Batman and Wakanda Forever were both like in contention to, for this spot because those are the th- those are probably the best three movies of the year, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. of the movies, like those three movies, and yes, there have been other like really, but those were the top ones for me. And uh, I just went with Nope because 
it did something very different. Whereas like Batman, I knew what I was getting. I was getting Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Black yeah. Panther, I knew I was gonna get Black Panther and what I got. Like they did a very good job and did things differently than I thought they were going to. And they like you said, they did a very good job. The restraint that they showed in that movie, amazing, because they could have easily ruined all of what they did by throwing a cameo in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nope just hit me different because of how I thought I was getting this and it became this. Yeah, that's was it was on my short list as well. Um for the exact same reason that you're saying is I was expect I don't even know, I didn't even know what to expect. And then when you go into it and it's so fresh and it's so new mm-hmm. it's done before. I mean, saying that in a sci-fi movie, that's exactly. Hard. It's hard to say. It's never been done before, but I've never seen that before. No, we've and never had something like this before. We've had things like it, and yeah, he exactly he definitely pulls from things that he likes. Like right. he pull, he's pulling from Close Encounters. He's pulling from Jaws yes. and those things, but nothing has put those things together like this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it also all like his previous movies they all have something an underlying thing that they're saying oh yeah which is you know it's always good when you have to think about a movie when you get out of it and like what did this mean and why did he do this and what even though he's showing us this did it really mean something else and it does all that that movie hits all those notes so yeah and yeah i I love uh daniel kaluuya and kiki palmer like their chemistry as brother and sister in this so fucking good like because that's exactly how a brother and sister would be like the looks that he gives her and like the shit that he says to her you're like i'm like no yeah i would be the same way if that was my little sister (laughs) and also the juxtaposition of just with a look just with a smile you know you haven't gotten along the whole movie you know a lot of the movie they don't get along but at the end, you know, he'll fucking do whatever he has to do for her. Yep. And she'll do whatever she has to do for him. So, yeah, they were phenomenal in it. So, yeah, I love I love the cast. Everyone was good. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's my favorite movie of the year. I love that movie. Not to say that those other movies weren't as good, but this is the movie that stood out to me for the year. And that was your number two, correct? Yep. All right, Ed, what's your number two? I know what his number one is now. <laughs> my number two is actually Bry's number three the batman um again for every reason you just said Bry, uh this movie i didn't think it would be as good as it was i wanted it to be because i remember the lead up to this we were all super stoked for this movie we were so mm-hmm. when i saw this movie in the theater i was like Honestly, it could have been five hours long and I still would have been on the edge of my seat. It was so it was just it totally captured my imagination. All the little different things that he did in this movie, Matt Reeves, um, just from the change of of how Bruce Wayne was. This is different Bruce Wayne that we ever got, different way that he put the technology in the place of of the things that he was using. Um the Catwoman. Catwoman, this is probably my favorite Catwoman. This Catwoman was phenomenal. Um, 
for every every reason we've already said, this movie was just so fucking good. And all you can do is say, man, where is he going to go with the next one? Because you know he's going to get another one. And I just want to see more of this world, more of his Gotham, more of his Batman, and whatever else comes down the pike for this character in this world, I am so in, invested in. And I just can't wait to see what's next. And this movie delivered in spades what I wanted from a Batman movie. So that is my, it's my number two. Nice. Well, my number two was your number three, which was <laughs> Wakanda forever. Yes. Um, for literally, <laughs> like, like, like you said, it's, it's always the same. It's always the same reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I was blown away with how much they made you feel in that movie beyond the stuff that had to do with the chat, the loss with Chadwick of, of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and the, the risks that he took both character design wise and then with what he did with characters, like killing off Ramonda, like there, there, there was a lot of things that he did that could have literally just had people walking out of the theater been like, nah, fuck this. I'm done. And it was just like, it, it, it just had you on board from the beginning and then gave you great character after great characters, some new, some old, and you just, kind of had to be there for it like you had to be there and en- experience it and just enjoy it all the way through i like what they did with namor is still to this namor. day like one of my favorite my my favorite things yeah I, I i i absolutely love that character i know this is one of those situations where that can't retroactively be put into the comic books or anything like that that being said i kind of hope that They've still because they've done this before where they find other ways to either bring a version of that character into the comic books. And because now we have I forget what her real name is in the comics, but we have uh, the basically a version of Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie in the Marvel in the Marvel Comics universe. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Black Nick Fury in the Marvel Comics universe now. Um, so I would love for them to bring ever, even if it's cause they're doing a lot of multiversal shit in the comics right now. I would love to see them come across a version of Namor. That's this, just like this one. Um, so yeah, I'm going to call comics. That's, that's Namor, but MCU that's, that's Namor. That's Namor. That's not, no, that's Namor. So that's my number. That's not, that's my number. Two. Yep. See Namor. All right. Well, my number one, to no one's surprise, I'm guessing, is Elden Ring. <laughs> no, really? Told you I knew what it was. I put over 200 hours in that game, so there's no way this game wasn't going to make it on my list. <laughs> yeah. uh, that game, like I said earlier, it was a cultural phenomenon. It took a style of game that I do not like at all and made me fall in love with that game. I do not like the Souls-like games at all, but Elden Ring took that formula, put it into an open world, and let me do whatever I want in whatever order I want. And I was like, yeah, this is the perfect way for me to enjoy this type of game because I don't have to worry about, like, if I lose all my shit, 
I have to go back to the beginning and start all over again and try to do this. I have. Isn't there still some aspect of that? No, there is. So, like, if you die and you haven't sat it at, like, um, uh, Sight of Grace in this is what they're called. If you haven't sat there, you will go back to whatever, like, more recent one you were at. And you do lose the, uh, the, um, I forget what they're called. They're not called rings. Runes. The runes. The runes. You do lose your runes, whatever runes you had that you didn't use. But you can, like, they show up on your map. You can go get them. Like, it's not so. The other Souls games are very linear. Like, they have some open world, but they're pretty much linear. So if you, whatever site of grace or whatever uh, bonfire that you sat at, you go back to that one, then you have to make your way through that whole slog again and everything comes back when you die so but in this one like like i said i could go at my own pace like i could go around and just kill things out in the world and then finally go and take on a boss i know i didn't take on the first actual boss until i was like 25 hours in and like i know there was people that were like so when you come out of the like your tutorial section and come into the open world there's a character that is put there specifically to show you what this game is because you're not supposed to beat him right out the bat you're talking about that gold knight yeah the the knight the gold knight on his horse like you're not supposed to beat that character people spent hours and hours because they're just starting the game and they wanted to prove that they can do it they spent hours, like as much time as I did to get to the first boss by like doing other stuff. They spent just trying to kill this guy because they wanted to prove that they can do it. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't like yeah, hitting I, my yeah, head against. Spend, I don't I'm like hitting my head half my against the wall over and over again, hoping to move somewhere. I'd rather go and like level my guy up. Then when I finally did go back and like went to fight that guy, I destroyed him. <laughs> Because I was at the right level to fight him. Um, yeah, I love that game. I'm excited to see what um, they do next. I know they're going to do uh, an Armored Core game, which I'm yes, excited to see what, what that. that means. Like an Armored Core game by them, by From Software. Um, this is the other Miyazaki that I revere because the director of these games is also named Miyazaki. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I loved Elden Ring. It was so good. I spent probably like the majority of two to three months playing this game. And like I said, over 200 hours. That was when he was growing his hair out. And if... <laughs> <laughs> and if uh they put out dlc like substantial story dlc i will be going back to it and playing that game you're not gonna get the dlc with the arenas and all of that i think that was free i'm not where i don't like doing pvp in the game so no. i'm not worried about that but yeah um yeah and if god of war would have came out earlier i don't think it would have beat elden ring on my list as good as god of war is so far i think it would have probably made it into my honorable mentions but like you said they're two different games so 
Yeah. That's but, Elden Ring is scratching a completely different itch than I'm gonna tell God you right now. When Odin shows up in God of War Ragnarok, he comes in like a mob boss. Oh, I know. I've seen. I've seen. <laughs> like the way he comes in and starts having this conversation with Kratos. Like, I yeah. was like, did they just get like an Italian dude to play? Yeah, Robert Schiff. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the way they got Robert admit, Schiff. And the way he's playing him, it's so, yeah, and, and he looks, dude, it looks like and him. Dude, it, yeah, they, 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 they actually took his likeness. My yeah. man literally just like walks into their cabin and, you know, he starts talking to them and, you know, does the whole walking around. Oh, like, this yeah. is nice. This is the. You got a nice place you got here and everything else. I was like, I was like, they just made these Odin into never a mob go well. boss? Like these, this isn't going to end well at all. Like, no, this is a, and it doesn't. Is a, especially when uh, it, especially when Thor walked in early on um, before that, sat down and they yeah, started and Thor's the a muscle. drink. I'm like, like, and that's the oh. thing. He has Thor come in as the muscle and sits down and everything, and it ends up the same way the beginning of God of War. Uh, ended up where in that one you fight Balder in the beginning of the game, Yo, and in this one you fight Thor. I'd be mad in the beginning of the game. I'd I was be like, mad for on some shit. Thor I'd be like, y'all up, need to stop like, coming to my house, and my house keeps getting destroyed. I was like, can I'm really gonna fight Thor in the beginning of the game? How am I supposed to do this right now? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's my list. Elden Ring number one. And I'm all over the place here. Yeah, I got We're some TV, one. some movies. We're number one. One album. But yeah, Elden Ring was my number one. All right. What's your number one, Ed? I'm very con. This one's going to be no, you know, I don't think this Morbius. Anybody on guard, it is Morbius. It's Morbin time. It's Morbius. I think that this was the best superhero movie of the year. Uh, Let alone best all- movie of the year. So Oscar, that shit is Oscar worthy. Put in a fantastic performance. Um, no, nah, it my my number one is Barbarian. Ooh, this fucking movie. This fucking guy is the movie I think about. I think about this movie probably once a day. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding at all. I've rewatched it three times. It's fucking. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. And it's one of those movies, like, I'm a big fan of being, going into something without knowing anything and being completely shocked by where it goes. And that's what happened here. It's happened twice before. And they were both also, like, horror movies. Um, The first one I can think of is Dusk Till Dawn, from Dusk Till Dawn. I had no clue what that movie was when it first came out on, I think it was on, like, Cinemax or something. I put it on one day, and I'm like, holy shit, it turns into a vampire. God, I'm old. Movie, Yeah. Me I too. saw it in theaters. Yeah, well, my, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it when it was on Cinemax. And I just remember being like, oh, I wonder what this is. Oh, it's got George Clooney. Oh, Quentin Tarantino had something to do with it. Let me check it out. And, you know, you think it's a heist movie. And then, you know, four minutes into it, they're fighting fucking vampires. And the other one was, um, it was kind of like an indie horror movie about some spelunkers, which... They go into a cave and they end up fucking um, running into the subterranean descent. The yeah, descent. the descent. That yeah, the movie, descent. I had that movie's no, fucking great. That movie is amazing. Um, a friend of mine gave me the DVD and was like, "Oh, check this out." Yeah, and I was like, "If you're claustrophobic, don't watch that fucking movie." No, nope. that movie had me fucked up before the monsters came into it. I'm like, man, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. Yeah, 
then you see behind her shoulder over her shoulder there's a mm-hmm. white creature i'm like oh shit um but that those two movies had the same exact it did the same thing for me this barbarian movie nothing i had no clue going in you already have bad vibes you think this girl's gonna get you know murdered yeah, you think it's one thing with and then it just evolves into the fucking craziest shit. I mean, that that smash cut from her getting thrown into a hole. And then the next thing is dudes on a highway in California yep. screaming, singing a fucking song. And I'm like, why is Justin Long in this movie? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And it don't get back to that storyline, the, the, the first storyline for another 15, 20 minutes. And I'm sitting there like... What the fuck do these two have to do with each other? And it just comes back around into the best ending of a movie I've seen in quite a while. It is so fucking good. Anybody who's looking for a good horror movie, a good movie in general, because, I mean, it is quite gory and quite kind of gross at times. So Still haven't watched horror, it yet. If you're not a horror lover, you might be turned off by that, but I'm this this movie is fucking fire, dude. This movie's so good. So this, this is was... something I should watch with Jacinda then. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this is another one that almost made it onto my list. Like again, it was nope, this Batman and Wakanda Forever. Yeah. And I think one other movie that I can't think of all the top. But like those were the ones I was like, shit. Like Barbarian's really fucking good. Oh, the Northman. That was the other movie. I thought that was going to be on your top five. And again, like it's like there's so many good movies that came out this year, and like it's like fuck. I was actually was wasn't the harder they fall earlier this year. Yes, it was. See, and that's I don't fucking. (laughs) There were a lot of fucking good movies this year. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to we didn't get to your number one yet, so Brian, we won't start talking about other things. Yeah. Um, but that was my number one. Absolutely, go see it, Barbarian. It's on HBO Max right now. Yeah, it's very definitely worth a watch. So, what about you, Brian? What's your number one? My number one is everything, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, I figured one of you. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, that movie just, I just, you want to talk about a movie where I have never seen anything done like what they've done before? I, 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 you can't get any more. I have never seen anything like that in my entire life than that movie. Like, even if you've seen something that they've done in that movie, the rest of that fucking movie, you've never seen anything like that before. You've seen them do the idea of that movie, but it's never been done the way they've done it. And then the way that they wove the, basically the family story into it was so good. Like, it was so good. It just... It it was so it was heartwarming, it was hilarious. Um, it got existential. <laughs> like there was there were times where I was like, wow, this movie's getting way deeper than I expected it to ever go. Especially when you know you're making like uh butt jokes and 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 shit like that <laughs> and and whatnot. Like it just, but it's it's still it was still just like a movie that. Like I feel like everybody should see at least once, yeah. um, whether they whether you like it or not, is is you know that's gonna be on that person. But I think everybody should see it at least once because it's just it's again it's a fun movie. But they 
do so many just cool things do uh visual wise and just story wise and character wise like michelle yo is having her best year right now and she literally said that this is going to be the movie that like makes people sit up and notice her as an actual actress actress mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah I, I I wholeheartedly agree because she was fantastic in this movie, like fantastic. And I've been a fan of her since God, the mid nineties, early nineties, back when she was doing all her um kung fu flicks with freaking uh, Jackie Chan and shit. Like I like I watched most of those. Like I'm a huge fan of hers. I still need to get a, another copy of the freaking Silverhawk movie that she did. That was a kung fu superhero flick that she did that was what that had michael jai white in it but everything everywhere all at once just blew my mind in every aspect that's basically what it came down to and that's why it's my number one because i did not expect to go in to see that to see what i saw in that movie like i think the trailers don't give you any idea other than there's some crazy multiversal shit happening and that's it and that's true but the way they execute it is in a way that you just won't expect if you haven't seen the movie. And even if you have, it's just a fun rewatch. Like I, it's just, it's just a good time. And then also to see my boy Kihi Kwan come back out of retirement and just fucking smash it. Like this thing has got golden globe nominations, uh, like out the ass. And, and I, I, and, and, uh, it, and it deserves every one of them. And this, this surpassed it. So like, heads and just went completely over what that movie tried to do i mean with what dr strange and the multiverse i said that when i walked out of the theater and then i said that when i got on the on the podcast and and y'all was like i don't know how that's possible and i'm like yeah all right (laughs) i literally walked out of that movie going multiverse of madness has some serious shoes to to fill after that like they like yeah and yes i and tone is absolutely right they are two different kind of movies but they executed the multiversal thing to me uh, just a whole lot better well doctor strange is just garbage garbage water (laughs) so yeah that's not even a good comparison for multiversal stuff if anything (laughs) let's 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 compare it to the one I was gonna say that, like that's probably the closer thing that, and it is compare it to, and it is, and and yet, but the like, like it's where the one decided that they were gonna try and like push things just a little bit with their versions of like with their different versions of the the characters. This was like, nah, man, we're just gonna let's just run with it. Like people with hot dog fingers, let's go. (laughs) Fuck it, let's people that people with hot dog fingers. I'm down for that. The world where everybody's just a rock. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like we got stuff like that in Multiverse of Man's. They talked about it, but we didn't get to see it. Yeah. So we got yeah. like just distinct universes, and then they were like, "All right, here, let's give you your Illuminati, so you can watch them all die." And we're gonna we're gonna do a real quick pan through like six worlds real fast yeah, yeah, yeah. so when you're at home you can pause it you can pause it yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah no i i really 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 enjoyed that movie i i can't say speak enough about it 
There it is. There's our number five or our top five for the year. So that's your number one. We got them all out. Um, I mean, we gave our, you know, honorable mentions. There's a lot of good stuff out this year, but it really was yeah. the Northman. Like, yeah, that was a really good one. That's like, it should have been on my list, but there's things that I liked more. Like, I love that movie. Yeah. That's and uh the heart of they fall actually was last year. Oh it was the end of last year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the show Sandman, that was a fucking great fuck Peacemaker, Miss Marvel. There was so much good shit out this year, honestly, especially TV, which I'm I'm a huge fan of. House of the Dragon, Willow. We talked about that. Stranger Things season four. Yeah, that was just there was a lot of really good stuff out there. So if you guys haven't checked any of this stuff out, do yourselves a favor and go and check this stuff out. Um, we want to hear what your top five is, or if you have a top three, or if you just have your favorite of the year, let us know. Shoot us an email at gslwpod at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a line at our Facebook. That's Geek Speak last week. Made up of two whole words. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm just only gonna say it once. Y'all, right. y'all, y'all got on me about repeating it, so I'm not gonna keep repeating <laughs> that shit. It's two words, though. It's two. What are those two words, Brian? Geek speak last week. <laughs> Ask a question, you're gonna get an answer. Don't, don't, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> or you could uh, hit us up on Instagram at Geek Speak last week. All one word. And we'll see you next week to talk about last week. Will we, though? (laughs) I mean, hopefully. Maybe.